Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us. We are glad to be back with you all. Uh, we had a great International Sportsman's Expo. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, but it was sure great to see everyone and uh, meet a lot of new friends, see a lot of our older friends and sponsors and all. And uh, many of them did well at the show. And uh, but we're going to kick things off today with our good friend Billy Paddock. It's the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. Billy, it's been a few weeks since been able to have you on, sir. But uh, how are things at the Outdoorsman's Attic? We're just we're doing great. Um, we finally got uh, some good ice here in town, so that's helping out. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, once again, if you're if you're not familiar with the Outdoorsman's Attic, of course they've been on our show since we started. But this is a consignment store for the outdoors. And let me define outdoors: hunting, fishing, camping. Okay, and uh, so. No golf, skis, anything like that. This is just outdoors in our realm of hunting, fishing, and camping. So, Billy, I mean, I've said this through the years, but, man, what a great um, thought and concept. But then to see it come to reality, and, I mean, I'm like, now, you've been doing this how long there with the Outdoorsman's Attic? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I know it's been at least 10 years. Yeah, um, okay. You know, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I never thought that it'd take off. My wife sure didn't think it was going to take <laughs> off and i'm glad that i'm proving her wrong every day so that's, that's hey nice. yeah we don't get we don't get many me. opportunities to do that do we <laughs> right yeah, yeah no doubt yeah no. So, i mean yeah it's, it's 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 great you know i i really enjoy the store um i get to meet people and i i learn every day about uh something new you know something mm-hmm. comes in that i never knew existed and people schooling me on it all the time so it's kind of cool sure no and i tell you just the, the type of customers i mean you want to talk about a, a neighborhood feel a, a family feel almost i could say uh of just your your clients and repeat customers through the years i mean rarely do i walk in when there's not two or three guys or gals at the counter just talking you know i mean they it's just a comfortable place for them to come and check out and just see what maybe came in new that day yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's got a good feel. Um, you know, I can't. I'm I'm super thankful for everybody that's walked through the door. You know, I can't. I can't even think of anybody that's ever been bad or rude or anything like that. I think everybody kind of gets what the story is and what we're about. And you know, I can at the end of the day, I can put some cash in their pocket for things that they haven't used. You know. Sure, so. absolutely. Well, kind of walk us through, and I, I'm guilty of this sometimes because we all know how things work there at the Outdoorsman's Attic. But uh, maybe for new listeners that haven't heard you on before, kind of tell them about what all you offer there. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's basically like what you said. It's all hunting, fishing, camping, firearms related. You know, I'm I don't play golf, so I don't sell it. <laughs> you know, I don't ski, so I don't sell it. That kind of thing. So, um, you know, so. We, we do anything from, you know, like any kind of camping gear, all the way from the, the cooking stuff through the hunting packs and all that. Um, fishing gear is pretty hot. You know, we do, like, ice fishing is hot right now, so we're in desperate need of that gear. And You know, it it, it's, it works pretty good because a lot of times guys grow out of a, a sport. You know, mm-hmm. Some guys say, you know what, I'm done fishing. Um, I want to try archery. You know, and so everybody... If they're like me or like you, you know, everybody's got unused equipment that, sure. you know, was great and everything. They used it and, you know, they grew out of that thing. Um, why have it sitting inside your, your house or your garage? Um, turn it into something else, you know, bring it in. We sell it for you. You get some cash and uh, somebody else gets a, gets gets to be able to use that item. You know, it's a, so far, it's worked out pretty darn good. So. Yeah, and you know what, man? It's hard with, you know, uh, just the way our world is today. I mean, first of all, I don't want to sit in my garage with a bunch of stuff trying to sell it, you know, or mm-hmm. even all the social media outlets, the marketplace, or, you know, what you're, I guess, I don't know if Craigslist still around, I guess, but, I mean, different things like that. Yeah. I mean, to me, this is just the easiest way, and I tell people all the time, hey, even, yes, you give up a little few percent, you know, uh, with what you guys uh, do there and the way you work it out with customers. But, man, I think you'll automatically get more for an item just being in that store setting and still be a great value for your customers. 
Right, that's for sure. You know, and then I, it's not a week goes by that I hear a horror story from somebody, you know, and I'm not trying to scare anybody, you know, away from doing their own thing and selling. But, you know, the the meeting in the parking lot, and, and I was guilty of it before I started the store. I even did it, you know, take it out, try to meet somebody. They immediately want to knock half off of it or they don't show up, um, and it becomes a hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm a brick-and-mortar store, people know where I am. You know, and, and it, it works out. It's much safer for people, um, you know, and the people that come in, they they know that they're going to get a, a good deal. And the person that's selling the stuff, they know that they're going to get a good deal as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. Sure. All right. Now, got two floors there for you that haven't been there. But I'm telling you, this is a store, and I'm serious when I say this. You need to get by like three, four times a week because you never know what's going to come through the door. And uh, But, I mean, I'm just kind of taking a mental tour here. But, I mean, Billy's got a lot of boots there. I mean, backpacks of, of all different, you know, price ranges. Hey, you want something from Sitka, you got that. And and uh, if you're looking for something in the, you know, uh, $40, $50 range for some packs, just whatever your need is. Yeah. But he's got a lot of great packs there a ton of great clothing and and bill sometimes i'm just shocked to see how like like new condition if it's not new i mean we don't know you know sometimes on the on the clothing end but man there's some things in there that look like you know they never wore it yeah you know and it's it it, it's a shame that it didn't get used but it's it kind of benefits the person that's the, the end user again um i mean i get constantly fishing gear in that looks like, I mean, some of it still has the tags on it, you know, the collars yeah. that are still in the box sealed. Um, guys had great intentions, but um, ended up with too much stuff, you know, and it uh, it's a good way to, to save a buck, that's for sure, rather than if you go and look at the prices at the big box stores, holy cow. Yeah. Um, I, don't I don't know how anybody can, can get started in our in our kind of hobby here, you know, hunting and fishing and camping. Sure. Um, you know, that's, that's where I kind of pride myself, is that I'd I, I kind of get people into the, the sport that would otherwise go, you know what, fly fishing is really expensive. I don't think it's for me. Well, if I can get them set up for, you know, under $100 and go and try it, Man, you know, yeah, it might not be the, the the beautiful Orvis that you see in the catalogs or anything like that, you know. But at least if you pick up that, you know, one spent $1,000 on a rod and then find out, you know what, fly fishing's not for me, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to regret it. Once again, it's the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. And, uh, Billy, what are your hours this time of year? So we're open uh, Tuesday through Friday from, uh, I say the posted hours are 9 to to 5.30. Um, Scott, our gunsmith, he's usually in there at 7.30, and I'm here by 8. Um, And then Saturdays, Saturdays we're open from 9 to 4. All right. So uh, I got... I need a little bit of relief, so I'm closed on Sundays and Mondays. Man, I don't blame you at all. All right, mentioning <laughs> Scott in the basement there. Uh, Scott's been doing this gunsmithing a long, long time and has done a terrific job, outstanding reputation. Just had a friend of mine, brought him a couple of guns uh, a couple of days ago. But uh, if you've got a firearm that needs some TLC or maybe just maybe you're not the cleaning type and just want to get it cleaned or maybe you got a broken part, I don't know of anybody better than Scott there uh, at the Outdoorsman's Attic that can help get you fixed up, correct? That's for sure. I mean, I've seen him rebuild springs, make springs for stuff, make parts for stuff that, you know, was obsolete long ago. And uh, it never ceases to amaze me what he can do with the with a gun <laughs> yeah for sure all right now mentioning guns and you mentioned firearms and um uh kind of tell us how your program works with that and if there's a few that come to mind right now that are some good deals for folks tell us about them right right um so i mean it, it kind of runs the gamut from the, the handguns all the way up to long range stuff um you know i've got a christensen arms uh, 338 lapua that just came in uh, it looks brand new wow um you know and then i have 22s and all that um, we set you up as a consigner. You know, we charge a pretty reasonable consignment rate of only 15%, um, you know, and, you know, it gets it in front of a bunch of people. You know, we even, for the higher-end stuff, we'll list it on various websites online and get it exposed to, to a little bit more customers than what would walk through the store. Sure. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I had a friend um, bring you some things. I don't know. It could be a year ago now. But, boy, you did very, very well, and he had a lot of high-end things. But... You know, mm-hmm. uh, some are in that market and looking for those, and they and they still 
got you know saved a ton of money from going and buying at retail right right yeah it's you know it's if you can get past wanting something brand brand new you know the the I, I tell these to people all the time. The elk don't know the difference that you're shooting a pre-owned fire. <laughs> exactly. you know, it's, it's where you're going to put it on that elk. Yep. You know, it's, yeah. Um, you know, so get out of that mentality of needing the, the, the latest, greatest thing, and you're going to be much happier. Yep. So that's, that's, that's my feeling anyway. For sure. Once again, it's the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. When you go in, let them know you heard them here on Sportsman of Colorado, and we'd appreciate that. Now, you mentioned the fishing side of things. you got a lot of great fishing gear down there, waders. I mean, still some decoys I saw recently down there. But as far as live bait, what what's moving right now in this time of year? Uh, fatheads. Guys are just, I can't keep fatheads in stock. Um, the live bait, you know, fathead shiners, um, you know, of course the wax worms and the mealworms. Um, mm-hmm. Everything's hot. It seems like... Uh, the fish are biting here in town, um, and so it's really uh, the fishing's been excellent. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, we're we're selling them out all the time. So. All right. <laughs> now, you mentioned earlier in the segment that you know ice fishing gear like that you could use. Any other things right. come to mind that you say, hey, if you've got this, bring it to us. Right. Um, fishing gear, uh, the ice fishing stuff, I can't keep in stock. Guys are just clamoring for it right now, especially at seems like we're going to have a pretty extended um, ice fishing season here uh, in town. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, firearms are always hot. Uh, you know, any of the firearm accessories, cleaning kits, believe it or not, I'm running out of cleaning kits. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, winter clothing, not ski gear, but winter clothing like, uh, you know, Carhartt jackets, uh, the bibs, any of that kind of stuff. So when you're bringing it in, kind of think seasonally. What's going on right now or what's going on here in the next month? All right. um, you know, we, cool. don't, we don't want a bunch of summer gear in right now because um, chances are when it comes back through, uh, you know, people are going to be looking to save a buck on it. And, sure. Uh, you know, we want to get the most value we can for the person without, uh, without going overboard there. So. Absolutely. Well, I've said this for years, and I mean it sincerely. It's one of my favorite stores to go to, and I try to get by there a few times a week just to see what's there. But I'm telling you. Don't pay retail. There's no use in doing that. <laughs> hey, money is important to all of us, especially yeah. now. So get in, get some savings. And, hey, this is a time of year. Maybe you're going through some some gear that you've got, and you're just looking at things saying, like, man, I don't even use this anymore. What can I do with it? Take it to Billy at the Outdoorsman's Attic. And, again, mention you heard us here on the show, and uh, we would appreciate that. It's 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan, just right off of Hamden. A little bit past Santa Fe there, you'll see it. And uh, you can see it right from the main drag of Hamden on the back of the stores painted, the Outdoorsman's Attic. So just go in and see them, and I promise you, uh, great folks, great prices, great deals, all in one place, and that's the Outdoorsman's Attic. So, Billy, as always, thank you, and thank you for your help in supporting our show throughout these years. And, uh, man, we look forward to a great year with you. Absolutely. Thanks again, Scott. All right. That's Billy Paddock, the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We'll take a quick break and be back with more right after this. Get relief from flesh and back. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Choosing Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center almost 20 years ago was one of the best decisions we ever made for our pets. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and I know it's a busy time of the year for all of us, but it's no reason to forget about our pets. Our pets are a part of our family, and they need their checkups and preventative care just as we humans do. Whether a pet is new to the family or has been a family member for many years, regular checkups are the foundation of our pet's overall health. Depending on your pet's age, a preventative care visit will include the basics, 
such as an exam and vaccinations, diet and weight management, and parasite preventatives. But it could also involve a spay or neuter discussion, microchipping, concerns about house training or behavior issues. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical team will take the time to get to know your pet and address the concerns you have about your pet's care. It's what your pet deserves and it's good medicine. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, or surgical care, boarding, grooming, behavior training, pet foods, or pet care products, you'll find it at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the place where my pets go. Call today, 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And don't forget to visit their website at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you know what direction the stock market will go? Nope, no one does. But it's extremely important to discover the tools you can use if the market goes up, down, or sideways. These same tools could be used for income strategies or long-term wealth strategies. Text the word investing to the number 210-210 and join us for a free investing class right here at OTA. Text the word investing to the number 210-210 today. Also, check out the podcast, Investing and Trading Live, wherever you listen to podcasts. The Outdoorsman's Attic is Colorado's very own outdoor gear consignment store. From live bait to lanterns, firearms to ammo, packs to sleeping bags, all the fishing gear you could ever hope for. And if you need some decoys for the waterfowl season, stop into the Outdoorsman's Attic. Hey, this is Scott Watley here again for my friends at the Outdoorsman's Attic. And they've got hunting, fishing, and camping gear with huge savings up to 70%. You'll find new and pre-owned items to choose from. And since the inventory changes daily, hey, this is a store you need to stop in at least a couple of times a week. Reviews, here's what a few of their customers have said. Cody says, hey, two floors of pure outdoorsman paradise. Mickey said, I love this place. Great small business, family owned and run, lots to look at and good prices. Amy says, if you need good camping and outdoor gear, go here first. Support a local small business, such great finds. Everyone is so nice and helpful. So save big, get to the Outdoorsman's Attic today on all of your outdoor gear. 2650 West Hamden Avenue in Sheridan. Tell them Scott sent you. Hey, Dan. You know, our jobs are pretty different. I'm a baseball announcer. You're an attorney and a talk show host. Yeah, but we do have something in common. Really? What's that? Our favorite car dealer, Len Lyle Chevrolet. Yeah, definitely not your typical dealership. That's so true, Jack. No high-pressure sales tactics. They respect your time. And when you have two jobs, that's important. You know, I'd recommend Len Lyle Chevrolet to anyone. And with their low overhead, that means lower, lower prices. prices. Yeah, we really do have something in common. Len Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and pay the least. Chevy, find new roads. For over 10 years, hunters have relied on Onyx maps to help navigate public and private land boundaries across the country. Onyx Hunt is the only tool comprised of more than 400 countrywide maps that give clear private and public land boundaries, trails, hunting-specific data, and more. New map layers are constantly being added by pairing with some of the leading names in conservation and the outdoor industry, like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Boone and Crockett Club, and Eastman's. Whether it's on your smartphone or handheld GPS, make the most of your precious time in the field by navigating with Onyx Hunt. Go to the App Store or onyxmaps.com. Are you in the market for a new firearm? Or maybe looking to purchase your very first firearm? Well, wouldn't it be great to have an experience worth telling your friends and family about while making such an important purchase? At Bighorn Firearms, we know how important that is, and it's our mission to provide this experience to every customer that walks through our front door. Hi, I'm Ryan, owner of Bighorn Firearms, located in southeast Denver, and my team and I are customers too. We know what it's like to experience the typical specialty store attitude, and we believe everyone deserves a first-class experience when purchasing a firearm. If you're searching for friendly service, a knowledgeable and passionate staff, and a great selection of firearms, we'd like to invite you to Denver's best independent gun store, Bighorn Firearms, one mile east of Evans and I-25. Whether it's your first gun or you've been collecting for years, our friendly and knowledgeable staff are passionate about answering all of your questions. Service and selection is our commitment to you. That's Bighorn Firearms, located at 2175 South Jasmine Street, Suite 105, Denver. Call us now, 303-758-9423, or shop online, bighornusa.com. Being stuck is the worst. You're alone. It's late. You're probably out of cell service, and it's most likely... 
very cold. What can you do? Hey, this is Scott Watley for my product of the year, Track Grabber. Unstuck it with Track Grabber. With Track Grabber, anyone can install it in just 30 seconds. It takes one person to put them on, drive out, and take them off. Track Grabber gives you the ability to rescue yourself without having to put yourself at the mercy of a stranger. No long waits or hundreds of dollars spent on a tow truck. Trucks, cars, ATV, UTV, and yes, commercial vehicles. Go to trackgrabber.com, use the promo code KLZ, and save Grabber Essential Winter Weather Gear. Trackgrabber.com, promo code KLZ, save 25%. Unstuck it with Track Grabber. Riding an e bike will make you feel like a kid again. Just try it. Hi, I'm Randy Crancy, founder of e bike of Colorado. E bikes are a fun way to ride the trails. Pedal Assist technology flattens the steepest hills. We have 14 major brands to choose from, and our expert staff will find you the perfect bike. Come take a free test ride at eBike of Colorado in downtown Louisville next to the historic grain elevator. Open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Learn more at eBikeofColorado.com. Just try it. Before we get back to the show, you know, our eyes are very important. Let me tell you who I've been trusting my eye care to. It is Stack Optical. For over 10 years, hey, Alan's been taking great care of us, and he will take great care of you as well. Their eye exam, folks, is only $69, and it has been $69 for years. And Alan just says, hey, they want to give a great eye exam, a thorough eye exam, and take care of you so they've never raised that price. So get in. Give them a call, 303-321-1578 for all your optical needs. If you're needing a new pair of glasses, hey, you want to have a, a better experience in the outdoors, whether it's golf, riding your bike, they've got the Stack Sports Pack, so prescription sunglasses. Maybe you've got a hard prescription no one else has been able to figure out. Give Alan Stack a chance at Stack Optical course they can handle repairs your contacts all of it right there at 2233 south monaco parkway in denver 303-321-1578 stackoptical.com is the website and always tell you at stack optical you'll see the difference rush to reason with john rush weekdays from three to seven on klz 560 Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for being with us. As I mentioned, hey, we had a great International Sportsman's Expo. That was January the 12th through the 15th. And, man, just so many um, friends of the show stopped by. Um, a lot we knew, some we didn't. And I can't tell you, just so many said, hey, we never miss an episode of the show, which, man, just Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, joining us, whether it be on our Saturday show, 1 to 2, or our two replays on Sundays here on KLZ 560. But we really appreciate it. And you've heard of Track Grabber, um, boy, um, Jim Perry. They had a booth really near us and sold out of his inventory um, here at the Denver International Sportsman's Expo. So once again, it's that time of year. And if you don't want to get stuck, I'm telling you, look up trackgrabber.com, T R A C grabber.com use the promo code klz and uh save 25 percent off of your set of track grabber but i mean just a great great show and um we MC the adventure theater where there's a lot of seminars that go on and introduce speakers and our own kevin flesh which you hear on our thursday legal talk show here on klz 560 on our haystack show noon to one and then kevin also is our co-host when um, his schedule and time allows here on sportsman of colorado but kevin did three seminars out of the four days on colorado gun laws and kind of some updates to some of the gun laws that have changed and so uh, this last week kevin did his show legal talk as i mentioned um, on thursday and i thought man this was a lot of great information and so I wanted to replay that show for you and that conversation I had with Kevin about the ISE and just about his seminars and some of the changes in gun laws, some of the questions he got from the audience there. So we're going to go that conversation now from our show called Legal Talk with attorney Kevin Flesh. Well, we've got a few little rest after our International Sportsman's Expo we did. Yeah. But, man, that, I tell you. That is such a fun time. It is. It's a really good time. And, and uh, it's just so much fun to see people um, 
and all of the different sponsors and all of the friends of ours and people that that are friends of the show and so it's always it's really it's really more of a just a coming home party sort of sure. so to speak yeah. to some degree yeah. but yeah super fun and and uh it was in a different little bit different venue this year but also interesting and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how everything turns out for next year yeah absolutely well again we uh of course do our sportsman of colorado show here on klz 560 uh with crawford broadcasting and so um we finished this up uh, it was actually the 12th through the 15th kevin was actually a featured speaker at what they call their adventure theater and just every hour there's different seminars on different topics and one that uh, kevin went over was kind of an update to recent colorado gun laws and uh, boy uh, great information and i'm telling you if if you have a gun if you have a concealed carry permit hopefully you were able to attend that and i don't know we may try to figure out some way to do some of these around town and get with some yeah. of our gun stores. Absolutely. Kevin. Yeah, the the updates is really helpful, and the legislature has been so busy with um, trying to continue to restrict gun ownership and use. So um, it's good for people to be aware of because, mm-hmm. obviously, the politics of the, con- of the of the state right now is definitely leaning towards trying to restrict guns any way possible. So it's good to be updated and know what's going on. Sure. And, you know, I think it's confusing because if you ask f- 10 different people, like, what's, what's the law in, in your county or whatever? That's exactly you, you right. You get different answers. You can. You can. And, and in the most recent legislative session in 2021 and 2022, um, <clears throat> the legislature made it even more complex because basically they said that uh, municipalities can now start enacting their own gun laws within their municipality. So you've got to be very uh, aware of mm-hmm. what each city and town that you're living in and what they may be doing in, in these city council meetings and putting restrictions because that was one of the big things that we talked about in the seminar right. is so the legislature uh, I think what the the governor and the, the Democratic legislature looked at this and said we can't do a bunch of gun restriction laws statewide um, they just won't the people of Colorado the majority of Colorado will not agree with it so what they did is they allowed the municipalities they put in uh, a new state statute that allows the municipalities to regulate these things so that they would take smaller bites at the apple, so to speak, and let some of the more liberal locations within the state start sort of running with these gun restrictions so then they could see how the populace would handle it and what they thought about it. And we already saw that then after that law was enacted. Um, we then started seeing Boulder, County Boulder, City of Boulder, um, and different municipalities within Boulder County mm-hmm. start enacting um, real restrictions on guns within the, the towns that, that are immediately now being litigated in all of those laws, and we can get into them. But all of those laws now are stayed with a temporary restraining order in federal court um, because of the U.S. Supreme Court decision in Bruin last summer. So um, super interesting from a legal standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, from the standpoint of the Second Amendment. I hope everybody that listens to this program goes and just Googles the (laughs) Second Amendment and you see the three sentences that is our Second Amendment um, and then how so much of the interpretation relating to the management of guns within our country has to you have to follow what the mm-hmm. Second Amendment says. And uh, if you don't like the Second Amendment, there's an easy way to resolve it. You you amend the Constitution. Yeah, sure. It's not easy. But that's that's what you have to do. And, and unfortunately, the folks that are trying to um, manage guns run into the, our Constitution, which is great for those mm-hmm. of us that believe in being able to have uh, the ability to bear arms in almost all contexts. So um, it's a super interesting debate, though, amongst folks that were at the seminars and, and also just in general about what to do. Right. Um, because so many of our legislators, I mean, we've seen it within the last week in mm-hmm. California, talk about the most restrictive gun law state in the nation, mm-hmm. and they had two mass shootings and um, one guy was like 70 something both which was older which was very yeah uh, strange yeah, yeah very odd and 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 unfortunately what we're seeing and 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 my opinion relating to the political um situation with regard to what these events that are taking place well the reasoning is it all comes back to mental health issues and all comes back to the community not taking care of folks that need help and and these events now get so much attention because of what i think the left wants to see in the way of regulation of guns that i think they figure this is their best way out 
mm-hmm. right? In sort of a blaze of glory, to so to speak. But then all of these people are killed in the process. And we saw uh, within the last six months, I think it was Canada, where they had the fellow that killed a bunch of people with a knife up right. there. Um, and so, you know, clearly the mode of these killings isn't the issue. It's the people behind it. Mm-hmm. And we've been saying that for years. Yeah. But we really need to, I think, really take a look. If we want to solve why this is happening, um, and that's sort of what we've talked about for years, it's it's related to how we can help the people mm-hmm. um, in these circumstances. Because it's almost always... Um, there's always warning signs. I mean, in fact, this morning, that six-year-old child that brought the gun to school and shot sure. a teacher, it sounded like there were lots of opportunities for people to talk mm-hmm. to that child and also find the gun before anything happened, and they just they didn't do it. Right. And, and you've got to scratch your head, like, why <laughs> No. <laughs> why wouldn't you be doing those things? Yeah. And so, but that's off the political side of the, the spectrum. The, the, the seminar was, was more about what's really been going on mm-hmm. with the legislature. So. Again, Kevin Flesh is with us. It is Flesh and Beck Law, and you're listening to Legal Talk. Um, now, the red flag bill, when yeah. that came out, I yep. mean, from since we've been involved in that now to this, what have you seen, heard? Has it been effective in any case that you can go, hey, here's one we can really point to where it did help? Yeah, so what I've seen relating to the there, – there are people that have gone out and actually done the research relating to the, the numbers. There aren't as, as many red flag suits that are being brought. Okay. Um, the majority of them were being brought by um, law enforcement after having credible concerns about the mental health of an individual and also um, some real evidence relating to them. So not uh, necessarily by a family member haven't, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen any sort of the what we thought would happen in the sense of the domestic violence or the, the divorce case where husband or wife makes the false allegations against the other spouse mm-hmm. and then the guns are taken and those sorts of things. We haven't seen that really happen because I think actually the judiciary has done a pretty good job in really looking at those cases and scrutinizing them, making sure that when they do make decisions about taking people's guns, that they they do it in best they can. Sure. Um, obviously, the initial petition is an ex parte process, so the person that would have their guns taken is not involved in that process. So from the standpoint of due process, um, I would say that, that it's not appropriate, it's not proper, and I, mm-hmm. think, I don't think it's constitutional. But um, having said that, what I have seen is that things seem to be used in appropri- for the most part in the appropriate manner. I've only had one case. Um, I've had one case where I was defending a mother of uh, her son had a red flag um, petition brought against him. They, he was living with them. They came in and took all the guns out of the house, including her guns, and they took all the ammunition. Under the red flag law, there's nothing relating to ammunition. They can't take ammunition. They don't have the right to. Um, But in this case, both Douglas County and Lakewood did take all of the guns and um, the ammunition. And then we had to file suit to get those guns and ammunition back because um, they didn't have a right to take them. And they wouldn't voluntarily give them back to her. And that, that's kind of shocking. I mean, yeah. that's not the law. No, that's not. <laughs> and and it was, as soon as we did it, it took us a little while to, because I tried to go through the the detectives that were handling the cases, because there was a criminal case that was going on in both jurisdictions as well. Um, but once we, we got to the right sergeant, and we had filed suit, and it was in front of a judge, they were receptive to getting things back. But it took a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my client spent a considerable amount of money to get these items back. And the interesting is, you know, that we talk about in the seminar and that people should know, is there's a specific statute in Colorado that says that there's no registry of guns. And there won't be until they change the law relating to guns. So when they're taken... One of the things that you have to prove is that you own, the, that you had possession of the right. guns and they were yours. Well, Cause let's say we went somewhere and I had four or five of your guns at my house right. and we, you just left them with me and whatever. They come in, they take all the guns. Right. They're yours too. Pretty difficult to yeah. prove other than what we did in the case is provide an affidavit. Luckily, my client was a former police officer. So that was even oh, a little okay. bit more credibility. And one of gotcha. the weapons was her service revolver that she had while she was a police officer that they took. So um, it's... I would say this, uh, that relating to the red flag 
law. Um, not a proponent of the way that it was enacted. I think that there were other opportunities for us to do it in an appropriate, more due process scenario. Um, but what we have is what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as long as we have a Democratic-led uh, legislature, that's they're going to be able to set those rules. And, and of course, in 2023, we again, they're saying they're going to be bringing more gun legislation uh, forward. So the politics matters and sure. elections matter. So folks that are concerned about these things need to realize that the next elections, I mean, the city of Denver, uh, the mayor's race in April, same thing with Colorado mm-hmm. Springs. Both of those elections are really important um, for those two municipalities because they set the tone for those, I would say, generally Denver, especially very liberal locations in the state. And um, they sort of drive some of the things that have happened. Right. I mean, our the plastic bag mandate and the 10 oh cents God. per bag and all of that came is what see what the the blueprint that they have right now the bags are a great example of how they went to certain municipalities they got them passed they showed that the end of the world doesn't come when you when you get these things but it's <laughs> incrementally taking oh, yeah. away our rights and um and things will never get back. Oh, my gosh, I mean, no. No, not at all. And, in fact, no. I saw an article today about some of the municipalities in the state don't really want the money from these bag fees, and they don't have a system set up to get the money. They're mm-hmm. like, we don't want to deal with it. So now we're getting all this money brought in because of bag <laughs> sales, and the retailers don't know where they're going to pay for it. So gosh. Um, it's, it's just an interesting – yeah, they never – they never unwind those things. Yeah, and sure. and the bags are interesting because this year it's 10 cents. Next year they're just getting rid of them. So that's that's the whole point of this this gotcha. enterprise is they they make it uncomfortable now. Sure. And next year like what Walmart has done, Walmart's like we're not going through this. We're just not going to have them. Yeah. And that's what they want. They want our lives to be less Convenient. Yeah, absolutely. It's nuts. <laughs> Again, Kevin Flesh is our guest. It is Flesh and Beck Law, 303-806-8886 is the number. And as I mentioned in the open, always a free initial consultation uh, with Kevin and his firm. Well, you know, there's several areas here with guns. I mean, you talk about somebody may just want to have one in their house. Some people may want to carry theirs. Some, you know, want to keep one in their cars. There's a lot to know here. So, what were some of just uh, the highlights that you went over there yeah. at your seminar? Absolutely. So one of the other new laws was uh, the law called failure to report a lost or stolen firearm. And what this is, is again, what the legislature is trying to do, because we don't have a registry of firearms, they're now making it uh, illegal for you not to report a lost or stolen gun when it's lost or stolen. So um, the idea here is that if um, they can ever prove, if they recover the gun, that it was yours, um, they would be able to charge you with a crime, and it's the first offense is a $25 fine. Um, if they could prove that it was your gun um, that, that was recovered and you didn't report it, then you violated the law. But, of course, the interesting thing about that is there's no registry, and um, I don't know how they would ever figure out that it's your gun if they recovered it from a, a, th- a theft, mm-hmm. for example, sure. without you making a statement that they're saying you now have to provide that information. Gotcha. So the real question for me is, I mean, from the standpoint of do you have to, to do this? I mean, as a lawyer, I say you only have to follow the law. But from the standpoint of a criminal defense lawyer, they would have the burden of proof in this sort of situation to cause this conviction to enter well if you've not made any statements and there's no way that the person that took the gun will probably ever admit oh yeah i I stole it from xyz house Mm -hmm. and there's no registry there's no way that they'd ever be able to prove ownership and so it's it what it is is it's again putting in context the legislature knows that we want to be law-abiding the citizens will follow the law and because of that, they will provide this information about a lost or stolen gun, and then they can start getting some idea of the amount of guns that are out there based upon the lost or stolen items that are mm. reported. And so it's just another way for them to try to get an idea of how many guns are in the state. I sure. Think. That's, yeah. that's sort of what it was for. <laughs> um, the, the next thing is they have a secure firearm storage requirement now. So anytime you have guns in your house, they either have to be in a... Um, gun safe or they have to have trigger locks um, unless they're on your person basically or very nearby so i think what this law was trying to do is trying to make it very difficult for you as a homeowner to defend yourself um, because the real question is if you have a handgun in let's say your bedside table is that within reach when you're gone 
uh, right, from the home because it's not. So mm-hmm. that gun then, wh- what it means is it becomes more inconvenient for you to follow the law. Either you have it in gun safe during the day, and then when you come home, you take it out and put it near you the whole time that right. you're in your house. Um, or you leave a trigger lock on it and le- leave it in your um, bedside table. But then when you have intruders come into the house, it's of no value to exactly. you. Exactly. Right? So, again, this is making us less secure and uh, less and more vulnerable to those individuals that are coming in. And, of course, we know um, that, that the statistics relating to crime in Colorado has just skyrocketed mm-hmm. in the last few years. So, uh, again, this is a situation where they're trying – what the idea was here is to keep um, it from children. But, of course, you know, for decades and generations, it was – explaining to kids what guns were about and, exactly. and, and safety protocols and not having to have this sort of situation. And certainly, um, you know, not necessarily in the metro area, but maybe in the mountains or wherever you have a cabin or something like that, you, have, you may have a gun by the door. That's sure. certainly something that you can't do without having a trigger lock on it now. <laughs> and, and it's completely Feel defeats... Feel hang, right. hang on! <laughs> exactly. It completely defeats the purpose. Um, Let's see. The other thing is there's new procedures for domestic uh, violence. Those that are accused of domestic violence um, now have to relinquish all of their guns while the case is going on. So as a condition of a summons or a bond, um, it's now mandatory for you to disclose guns and uh, give them to someone else and transfer them while the case is pending. Can that be to a friend? or? Yeah, it can be okay. to a friend. It can't be someone in the same household okay. um, or the individual that's the alleged victim in the case. So a lot of times what happens is husband and wife get in an argument and police show up. There's a mandatory sort of um, training experience that police officers go through in the state that in the event they get a call on a domestic violence sort of case where someone says that an argument that's gotten out of hand, romantic relationship, one of the parties that's involved is going to jail. Yeah. That's just the, the policy um, to make sure that somebody doesn't get further hurt or killed. And so um, in that situation, um, the person goes and that person that has ended up in jail then has to relinquish their guns. Even though there's been no conviction, there's been no, there's just been an allegation, the court reviews the situation at the first court appearance at the advisement, makes the determination that the guns um, need to be relinquished because there's a domestic violence allegation. Um, and it happens as a matter of course. Mm-hmm. I have not seen a judge, in my experience, and we'd handle a lot of these cases, that the court looks at the situation and says, no, you can keep your guns. No. It doesn't happen. Sure. So, again, another situation where you have to transfer to a friend. And remember the transfer protocol. If it's more than 72 hours and it's out of your household, you have to go through an FFL mm-hmm. dealer to have a background check. And it's a cumbersome process. It's not mm-hmm. like me just taking the guns over to your house and then yeah. they're staying yeah. there. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but we've done shows on this. Maybe we'll do one upcoming just to educate everyone on that domestic violence deal because it's not where you have to actually, you know, hit someone. No. I mean, this right. can be, in your mind, kind of a simple deal. You just didn't want them to leave. You're blocking a door. Yep. You can take their phone. Yep. So what I'm saying is. Criminal mischief, you break something. You want to stay away from that charge. Yes. Yeah. You do. By right. all well, accounts. A couple of reasons. One, um, it's a sentence enhancer, so it's not an actual charge. Um, but the other thing that causes you real trouble is it's a no-bond hold normally, even on a misdemeanor. So they take you into custody. They don't let you out until the next day when you get to see a judge or the next two days. If, you know, some of these jurisdictions you're in for the weekend, if it's a Friday night and they don't have a judge till Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's a big deal in that sense, for, especially most people that get the charge have never been in jail before. Right. And, um, you know, I, I'm in jails all the time, so I'm sort of jaded to it. But if you've never been there, it's not a good time. It's not <laughs> yeah. a good experience. And so um, it's one of those situations where you definitely don't want to get yourself Right. Uh, in that situation, not only because of the charge, but also because then any guns you have, you have to relinquish yeah. within a very short period of time. So as you kind of talk through some of these, and we'll see if there's any more before we uh, get out, but as you kind of talk through with these with your audience there at the seminar at the International Sportsman's Expo, were some of them shocked at just these maybe dozen things you went over? Yeah. I mean, there are, there are a bunch of folks that really had some questions about def- the definition, like the municipalities were talking about assault rifles or assault weapons. Um, and essentially what, what the definition is in all of these municipalities is guns that look scary. 
so black yeah. guns guns that you know have weird handles um I'll give you an example. So, um, shotgun that has more the capacity than more than five shells in it, you know. And and there are lots of us out there that waterfall hunt, snow geese in particular, where you have the extended tubes. Mm-hmm. That now in in these municipalities is an assault weapon. So with the tube extension that you can do up to ten or whatever rounds, um, that's now considered an assault weapon and is not allowed legally to be within these these towns or cities wow. you know and it's yeah. silly stuff like that um yeah. but we're seeing it as well with with in the federal side not, not relating to the seminar but l- 10 days ago the feds came out with the uh pistol restrictions relating to the additional i forget what the term is um but it basically converts a pistol into a, a potential rifle kind of that grip the grip thing. exactly yeah, yeah, okay. and they're now outlawing those and giving people that have them legally have them within 120 days a way mm-hmm. to get rid of them right. which is completely completely something new that has not happened for ever sure. so um there's lots of activity going on so if obviously if people have questions you yeah. just need to give us a call, and Absolutely. I'm more than happy to talk with folks sure. about it. Kevin's number, by the way, 303-806-8886. That's 303-806-8886. Now, a lot of things, like you say, crime's rampant. Man, we've seen a lot of break-ins, people's cars getting broken in. Number one in the nation for car, car theft, yeah. I mean, what are some of the things there with, with um, that maybe you go over, you know, if you've got a gun in your house? Oh, yeah. And, um, Concealed you know, just, carry, yeah. Yep. So certainly, you know, lots of folks um, over during the pandemic, we have a lot of first-time gun owners. Um, and things that people need to be concerned about, first of all, is Colorado used to be an open carry state. And it, it still is primarily. But there are certain places that you can't open carry. So not a concealed carry, but actually just have it on your hip, just walking around, no problem. Um, you know, city and county of Denver can't open carry. Now, Boulder, you can't open carry. There's a number of municipalities that are attempting to do that within the confines of Boulder County as well. Hmm. Um, That's county by county. Um, The next thing is if you do have a concealed carry permit and you get charged with a crime, for example, some sort of, it doesn't really matter what the crime is, but especially gun-related crimes, the concealed carry permit holder gets that permit through the county sheriff where you reside. So if you do get charged with some sort of crime, you want to make sure if that concealed carry permit is affected by the, the charge that you have. So you, you want to make sure that uh, you're in contact with your local sheriff, make sure that they're aware of it, and that it, whether or not they allow you to keep your concealed carry while that, that crime is being litigated, mm-hmm. uh, the alleged crime. Um, and then relating to driving, um, you know, concealed carry does allow you to have your gun in the car. Um, you get pulled over by the police. You don't have to, to provide any information relating to the fact that you have a gun in the car. You don't give them their concealed carry permit. Um, you need to know that they don't have a database of those sorts of things. there was rumors out yeah, there yeah. that when they ran your license, it would show up on their screen that Correct. you were concealed carry. Yep, and it doesn't. There's <laughs> okay. a specific statute that says that that is not information that they have available to them in a traffic stop. Okay. Now, during a traffic stop, if they do ask you, you have to be honest. You have to tell them that you have a gun. And under the concealed carry statute, they have the right to take that gun and keep it in their custody while the traffic stop is going on and you know a couple of times i've been stopped when i was (laughs) going too fast and and you know and if that that has come up um you know and i say yes i go where is it and i'll tell them and they'll say we just leave your hands on the wheel where we're both comfortable exactly i've never had one take it that's exactly right and and especially um and and that goes in and we've talked about this over the years relating to a traffic stop most dangerous situation for a police officer to be in is you know to the left of you um in by a car um not only just they're in the roadway but also it's just a lot of things can happen and so you want to make sure that that officer is comfortable as possible Mm -hmm. so you always keep your hands where they can see them you ask them permission to move around the cabin with your hands so that they don't think that you're going to open up a you know a, the center console mm-hmm. or somewhere else where a gun may be um, and just find out be courteous to them they're just doing their job and and the, 
my experience and I think yours as well is it's it's very quick and sure. and and sometimes you get charged sometimes you don't yeah. you always have interesting stories because they always <laughs> want to talk about with the with your vehicle and everything no, else oh yeah <laughs> actually recently one guy said uh we got through talking and he goes uh let me show you this buck that, we, <laughs> that I, I saw in my yard and I'm like really yeah no, but, really pulled me over for something exactly. that I probably was not Shouldn't have been doing, but yeah. Uh, so it happens, and I've I've had that happen too. Um, same sort of situation. I've had guns in the back of the car, and and you have a perfectly fine interaction <laughs> with police. You go on about your business; they do as well, and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, you know, from the standpoint of of weapons in the car, you you certainly have the ability to have them in the car, mm-hmm. and uh, you just can't have anything in the chamber. Right. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just talking about rummaging through your car may remind me, if you've got your, you know, your license, your insurance, your registration, all very together. readily available together, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you reach over your vial and you hand them all those documents like in a few seconds. Yeah. That usually takes away a lot of things of things that could go wrong. Exactly. Exactly. They, they're trained to look at what it takes you to find those things mm-hmm. and fumbling around. It's one of the things we see a lot of times in DUI stops as they make note of that uh, relating to impairment. So if you can have everything available, it's, it's much easier and it makes it easier for the officer. Absolutely. Kevin, always good information. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Flesh and Beck Law, 303-806-8886. As I mentioned earlier, always a free initial consultation with Kevin and his team there at Flesh and Beck. And uh, once again, folks, it is up to you to know these laws. And if you joined us halfway through this segment, uh, that was a recent uh, talk with Kevin Flesh, our attorney uh, here with Haystack Help Radio and Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Uh, Kevin does a show called Legal Talk on Thursdays at noon here on KLZ 560, and we just covered a lot of things there that I thought would really be good for our listeners here on Sportsman of Colorado Radio. So once again, anytime you do need something on a legal side, and especially with guns, uh, fire, you know, your firearms, uh, you got questions about things, um, you know, anything out in the field, you have any? Kevin deals with wildlife violations as well. So, again, his number is 303-806-8886. And, uh, again, want to thank Billy Paddock for being with us at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Get by and see Billy. And, uh, hey, we've got a great year lined out. We've got a lot of great guests already in store for us. And we want to thank all of our sponsors once again. Uh, All of our sponsors that we've had in uh, really throughout all the years here are back with us for 2023. So we're going to be having a lot of great shows for you. And, hey, if there's a topic you would like to hear about or hear us discuss, uh, shoot me a text, 720-201-8585. Again, 720-201-8585 or scott at sportsmanofcolorado.com. Shoot me an email, and uh, we'll sure try to cover that for you. Well, we want to thank all of our guests today, but mostly thank you for being with us for Sportsman of Colorado. Excited about year number 11 here for us, and we want to thank you for being a huge part of that. So have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.